The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you're listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Month of November, here it is, and time flies. Mark your calendar for our upcoming prophetic conference. It will be held here in San Antonio, Texas, on December 31st at 7 p.m. You can register by going to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Events. Due to COVID, we are still social distancing, so the number of seats available for this event is limited. So if you are interested and are planning on attending, you need to register as soon as possible by going to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Event. And there will be a registration fee of $25 per person. So don't forget, mark your calendar December 31st at 7 p.m. here in San Antonio, Texas. Thank God the election is over, and probably many of you, like myself, I did not sleep that night. I was following the election results up to the early hours of the morning, and of course, still checking on it. And now the final results will take extra days or few weeks. What I was seeing and hearing, I did not like. Some of the results were good, like Texas. I thank God for the people of Texas. And we chose to elect political leaders, which our primary purpose and focus is to protect the lives of the unborn. And it was very frustrating, just like some of you are, depressed, and some were in turmoil. And I almost gave in to that, but only for a short time. Because I remember the prophetic words that were released. I remember the instruction for the body of Christ to pray and to continue to pray. We obeyed that instruction from the Lord. And the thoughts of our God are higher than ours. Our ways are not his ways. And I know that God is faithful. And I started praising him. My faith grew stronger. And I continued to tell the Lord that I trust him. And I do not trust myself. I do not trust my flesh. I'm not going to lean in my own understanding. But I trust him. Because you know why? The Lord Jesus knows what he's doing. And afterwards, I was able to focus on the task ahead. And I start preparing for today and for the future, preparing for the move of God, preparing for the greatest move of God 
upon the United States of America that will filter and cover the entire world. I focused on the spiritual things, looking through the eyes of God, looking through the eyes of love, and that he loves this country because this country was founded because the people, our founding fathers, love him. And the scripture is also very clear. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Our paths are now being directed by the Holy Spirit and we need to be sensitive to his voice and follow his leading. Amen. In Psalm chapter 20, verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And this year is almost over, and there's so much things that happened already. Now let us focus our mind and our attention to the preparation of greater things to come, all right? God is going to move in spite of ourselves, and God is not going to put us to shame. We are his people, and he is very protective of all of us. That whatever is the outcome, it is for the glory of the Lord, and it's for the benefit of his people. And he is going to move. I know him. I trust him. And you must trust him too. So what to expect now? We should expect first harvest. In Joel 2, 21 through 24, I'm reading from Modern English Version. It says, Do not be afraid, land. Exult and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. See, it's already passed. He already have done great things, and they'll start manifesting real soon. Joel 2.22 Do not be afraid, beast of the field, because the wild pastures flourish, and because the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their abundance. And the children of Zion exult and rejoice in the Lord your God, because he has given to you the early rain for vindication. He showers down rains for you, the early and the latter rain as before. Then the threshing floors will be filled with grain and the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. This is what you and I should and must expect is great harvest. The Lord has promised us that we are storehouses in his kingdom. And we will also overflow with new wine and oil. The harvest is going to manifest in our own personal life, economically, as a body and as a nation, as well as spiritual. Jesus commands us to pray for the harvesters, for the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, and we must continue to do that. We must encourage others and remind them what to expect, to focus on what God is doing here on earth, to obey where the Holy Spirit is leading us. 
we have to focus on him and obey him because we have never been this way before. Example, in the Philippines, I am now seeing a great harvest. For many, many years, we have held many pastors' conferences, prophetic schools, business schools. We conducted many miracle crusades. I am grateful, and my life changed all the time with thousands of people getting saved through our crusades. There were countless of healings and miracles, and God's people were empowered. They were touched and empowered by the Holy Spirit. But to be honest, for many years, I have been frustrated because I have not been seeing fruits concerning our Empower Leader, Empower Nation pastors' conferences. So last December 2019, after the prophetic gathering of the saints, I was praying to the Lord and I asked him for his permission for me not to go back to the Philippines any longer. You know, if you have not been traveling 28 hours on the plane or traveling 35 hours, sometimes you wake up in a place or in a hotel and you don't know what city or what country you're in. It is just the reality that you suffer a lot of challenges, physical challenges, and sometimes we run out of money and getting frustrated with what we have to deal with. So I asked the Lord and said, Lord, I'm very grateful for the souls that were saved through this ministry. It has been an honor and privilege, and they transformed my life. And I thank you for countless of miracles and healings. And the way you touch your people in the Philippines, I'll never forget it. But, and I said, I am really frustrated with the pastors. They are so excited. They love the trappings. They love the word. They love the prophecies. But once I leave, they'll go back to the same thing over and over again. And I felt like I need to really watch where we sowed our um, seeds, financial seeds, that our partners and members sometimes sacrificed because they want to see that kingdom come. And I heard from the Lord, and he told me to go to the Philippines. That was February through March before the lockdown in 2020. But the Lord told me to focus in empowering the youth, the young people, the young leaders, because the baton has already been passed to them and not to hold any more pastors' conferences, but to focus on them. So I did. And it is so good to see young people like high schoolers, first year in college, like some of them are 14 years old that the Holy Spirit touched them and empowered them without nobody laying hands on them. It was just spontaneous. Some got delivered, some got healed, and many, their lives will never be the same again because they knew that it is the hand of God who touched them, not me, that it is not my anointing, but it's them because they're so special that the Lord wants to touch them through me. And there were a few pastors 
that came forward and joined these young people who they are so desperate for the move of God in their country. And now we are seeing the harvest. These young people started ministering to the children. And the Holy Spirit is touching the children and the teenagers and the young leaders, a new breed of leaders whose focus is on our Lord Jesus Christ, and they continue to increase in number. And this time, I don't have to be there because they are being led by the Holy Spirit and they have tasted God and they knew it's good and they don't want anything else except him. And I am so grateful that the Lord did not allow me to just stop going in that country. You know, I have a special place for that. I was born there. I grew up there. And some of my high school friends that I loved and some of my relatives, they got born again through our miracle crusades held in the Philippines. Now I am seeing the harvest. They are serving God too. So like you, my dear brothers and sisters, do not let go of those good seeds you sowed and continue to be led by the Holy Spirit in financing the Great Commission. Also, do not give up on your dreams and aspirations, like do not give up on your loved ones. Believe and trust God, and you will reap a bountiful harvest. And it's going to manifest soon, as long as you focus on our Lord and continue to ask Him for guidance. And also for the wicked, they will also reap a harvest on what they sowed. I am holding on to the promise, to the prophetic vision that the Lord gave me, which I shared several years ago, that the hand of God will uproot the wicked root that has been in Washington, D.C. for many, many years, and nations of the world are feeding off this wicked root. And I saw the hand of God uprooting it. And I'll continue to focus on that, because that was not my idea. I didn't even know about it, but the Lord clearly showed it to me, and I'm holding onto that. I trust God because even when there are times that we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He cannot help himself. He loves us so much. The second thing that you need to prepare for and to look for, restoration, the restoration of his people. In Joel chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. And I will compensate you for the years the locusts have eaten, the larval locust, the hopper locust, and the fledging locust, my great army which I sent against you. So the Lord is going to compensate you and restore you for all of those things that it seems to you and I have been wasted. What we did and what we gave, they did not produce any fruit. The Lord is going to restore those. Verse 26, you will eat abundantly and be satisfied. And you will praise the name of the Lord, your God, who has worked wonders for you. And my people will never be shamed. That is good, isn't it? The third is empowerment. It's also in Joel 2, 28 through verse 29. And it will be that afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on the men servants and maid servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be endued with power. We must always remind ourselves that the source of our power and strength is the Holy Spirit. He is our source. So we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, and we need to listen and obey His voice, His leading. I remember in 2012-2013, I'm in a period of a very challenging life. I know you can relate to that. When sometimes you don't want to go on, but you know that there is no other life outside of Jesus Christ. And I remember in 2012 or 2013, the Lord told me that my life was going to change drastically. And that all the anointing that I had ever since I got born again, ever since I entered the ministry, even if you combined these anointings and these times, that what God is going to give me will not compare. And I look back and I said, oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine how will that be like. The thing is, the Lord did not even discuss my situation. He didn't discuss my pain. Because you know why? That is his ways of doing things. We must understand that when we have affliction, when we have challenges, God doesn't want us to focus on them. He wants us to focus on him and trust him. Well, I didn't know that. Because when you're in the middle of affliction or pain, that's all you feel. That's all you think about. So I was crying to the Lord and said, I receive it by faith. And it started manifesting the following year. You know, the Holy Spirit was already moving every time we have prophetic conference. He moved so awesome through our miracle crusades. He always moved. And I remember one time in Pampanga, the local pastors that were traveling with me were just so astonished because they'd never seen anything like that before. I called on the young people if they want to get empowered by the Lord. And probably about 40 young people came forward, and I asked somebody to stand behind them. And I told them, the Lord is going to touch you through me. So I'm expecting that that's what I saw, that God is going to touch them by me laying hands on them. Before I even get started, and I was about ready to lay hands on the first young person, and I heard the Holy Spirit said, no, let me do it. And the wind blew, and they all got slain with their catchers, with no one touching them. And sometimes the power of the Lord will move in the anointing with our miracle crusade. It's just like a tidal wave of people just falling down. And for the Lord to tell me that it will not compare, even if I combined all of those, it will not compare to what he's about ready to give me, I cannot even process that in my mind. But it manifested on about two or three 
of leadership training that were attended by more than 1,000 people, and they all got slain by the Holy Spirit. These are pastors and ministers. And it happened again in one of our miracle crusade. After I took an altar call, and people wanted me to pray for them, and about 750 people, they got slain in the Spirit as well. So the restoration of the things that you've lost, just hold on to your faith, okay? Hold on to our Lord Jesus Christ. Those will be restored to you in ways and things that you can't even imagine. And my life has never been the same again. I start hearing what people think sometimes, and I play a joke on them, but sometimes they got so scared. But all we need to do is to trust God. So your restoration is coming, and you will be empowered by this great move of God. You don't have to lean in your own understanding. You don't have to depend on yourself or your resources. Amen? This is God's idea. He's the architect of this great move of restoration and empowerment and harvest at this time. So it is his responsibility. So the one thing that is being commanded to us even before this election in this country is to pray. Just to pray for those that are in authorities, pray for the honest election, and the Holy Spirit gave us some prayers that we need to focus on. And we're also commanded in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, to pray without ceasing. And the scripture also says, the effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So trust in yourself. And the fourth on what you're going to expect is acceleration. Things are moving so fast right now, but the season of suddenlies will also come. What the Lord requires of us is to obey Him and do our part. So this will be a season of suddenlies. And the fifth that we need to focus also is the celebration. We are going to celebrate beforehand the faithfulness of God and the move of God upon our lives, your personal life, us as a body of Christ, and as a nation. God will turn our sorrow into joy because we are going to serve the Lord with gladness. That is in Psalm 100, verse 2. And also, Jesus promised us and pray for us that his joy may remain in us. So it is imperative for you and I to focus on him. And you just ask yourself, are you really satisfied with what you have accomplished so far in the kingdom of God? Are you ready to face him? You think he is pleased with you. So if you're still saying, well, the Lord used me a hundred years ago, that was too long. What about today? What about tomorrow? You decide on that. But as for me, I don't desire for anything than to be in the perfect will of God, that I will finish my race. It is my prayer and my motivation and my focus that I will finish my race in this decade. And let me leave you with Isaiah chapter 62, verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 62, verses 8 and 9. 
The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his strong arm. Surely I will no longer give your grain as food for your enemies, and the sons of the foreigners shall not drink your wine for which you have labored. But those who gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord, and those who have brought it shall drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Remember what to expect throughout this year and next year. Harvest, empowerment, restoration, acceleration, and celebration. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.